everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we have a guy who I've been wanting to have on the podcast since the early days. Frost Flow, repping Ground Illusions, 20th Century B-Boys, and Conscious Souls. Frost has been a huge inspiration to me, in large part because of his ability to connect what we do in breaking with the rest of our lives. This is exactly what this whole podcast is all about, and I'm really glad I got to talk with him and have him share some of his insights on all of this. We get into his cruise history, a bit of Toronto history, his approach to teaching, mentoring, building arts programs within his city, being professional as a dancer, and more. I love this talk, and I hope you do too, so sit back and enjoy the ride. Peace. All right, we're here with Frost member of Ground Illusions, 20th Century B-Boys, Conscious Souls. Uh, how's it going? It's going well, man. It's going. Nice. nice. No. Yeah. Um, I usually get people to do this, but like, if you don't mind, could you do a little sort of introduction of who you are for the people who might not know who you are or just don't know that much about you or whatever? Sure. Um, I'm known as Frost Flow. I founded Ground Illusions Crew in 1999, and I'm one of the founding members of Conscious Souls, which is um, a collective based out of Toronto. And I got put down with 20th Century B-Boys in 2017, I believe, and they're from South Korea. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so Frost is one of the guys that I really wanted to get on to these little interview things and he's got a lot of knowledge to share always had an interesting perspective and yeah so I'm really excited to have you here and just to get to ask you some questions and stuff um yeah uh maybe can you give a little like history on GI on on ground illusions you said you were founder founder Mm -hmm. sole founder or co-founder myself uh, Takashi Kuno, uh, Jerome Villa, Arvin Paz, Charles Delano, and uh, Housen Sison. Uh, we founded a crew called Overload in Mississauga back in 1998. And Overload for Overload Maneuvers. <laughs> and the idea behind this crew was like a secret crew to battle another group called Shadow Mystics, who um, they were kind of older than us. And we felt that, you know, they were the crew to, to battle locally. And uh, after Arvin left the crew, probably like, I don't know, seven months in, and he was one of the better guys in the crew. Um, he was just going on a different life-changing path. We felt that we needed to change the name. And then Arvin himself and one of our neighborhood friend, friends, Pam Lopez, she named us Ground Illusions. And what the name Ground Illusions means is... Um, pretty much overstanding uh, anything that's like whack. (laughs) Basically, the idea is, you know, when illusions are based in like figments of people's imaginations, but when you ground illusion, a fantasy becomes reality. So it's like something that's realer than real. Um, Or GI is 
is an acronym as well gi joe uh ground illusions just original effects um that's like pretty much the crew and the crew is based off of four pillars which are commitment skill desire and creativity and um it's been a very successful crew it formed into like a hip-hop collective by you know the mid you know 2000 2005 2006 we kind of reformatted i started teaching a lot uh for the municipality and i started going to school to teach to be an art educator Uh, i went to university for that and you know earned my ba and all that for it and in the process i worked for a lot of different companies uh unity charity i worked for blueprint i worked with uh b-boyism and i just applied all that stuff to nurture ground illusions as a movement and as a an art collective which contains a lot of dancers visual artists mcs musicians so on and so forth yeah that's a yeah <laughs> that's a mm-hmm. heck of an answer yeah, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot goes into been a heck of a journey illusions. yeah 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 it's a lot you know, sometimes into- you ask people like yeah so can you tell me about your crew and they're just like oh yeah it was just some guys and we we like dance and all the stuff, and then that was it. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you see, like, yeah, there's a lot of cool deep roots in your in your crew, and yeah, more yeah, than I gotta just honor, dance, which is cool. Yeah, I gotta honor all the people that have come in and out of the crew. It's been probably over fifty to this day. You know, yeah. we've had we have about like six generations, moving on seven. So yeah, it's, it's a big crazy. it's a big thing, you know. So I, yeah. I have a lot of pride, but also I have also a lot of um like I, I revere my crew and i appreciate my crew their family to me and it's uh, been a big part of my life to heal uh mm-hmm. you know when i was much younger some crazy shit happened in my life and you know that's pretty much what led me to have so much conviction towards my crew so yeah mm-hmm. cool um <clears throat> so that's ground illusions how many people right now are like are active active like always in the crew but you know Mm. active kind of replica. i'd say about 20 yeah. around 20. that's great yeah more more or less is I mean, it like just in different ways is it just in canada you have members uh, no uh we have a uh, member in the states uh matt kang or 12 step which is another guy would be really dope to speak with uh yuta uno or um tiny touch who lives in japan oh, that's right yeah um we also have crazy bones who lives in taiwan crazy bones is part of the second generation of the crew crazy and he's really Jesus. well known in he's taiwan yeah he's uh him neo Boog, and surreal are direct students of frank boogie and tony from oh, <laughs> yeah so we're like fam with those crews affiliation to some degree nice mm. crazy yeah that's that's a lot of what is it what do you call it? global reach <laughs> yeah you know we, we managed to kind of spread around a little bit and uh, my connection with korea also was really dope to have some of the newer guys in the crew go over there to train so you know ali and and cable they you know they went over there to train with dark horse and those guys so there's i feel like those guys are extended family with us as well yeah so like, how yeah. did that how did that connection happen? You and Korea and twentieth century B boys. Um, Dark Horse uh, came to came to Montreal, 
-hmm. or actually no it was kingston ontario and i was judging a battle there with him and uh, uh b-boy fox was there as well from 20th century so we just hit it off man we just got real we got along really well we saw eye to eye on a lot of things and we just had a fun time so you know uh, he afterwards he was always hitting me up to encourage me to come through uh, to korea and you know um when i was in japan for the story time tour mm -hmm. um he linked me and i was like okay you know i'm gonna go you know vicious ended up going as well and then we both went and during the anniversary they battled both of us to get in at the same time oh, so that was like an honor because those guys are freaking dope man yeah. they're just like really good and they, they're really cool dudes and they're just mad talented and you know yeah, so yeah. i felt really honored and when i joined i was like the oldest guy in the crew so you know they just pour my drink first all the time <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's like a really big important thing in korea right the korean thing yeah yeah <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so 20th century b-boys and then yeah conscious souls what's the what's the story behind that so in in 2000 um i became closer with jazzy jester from uh albino zebra mm -hmm. slash supernaturals crew mm -hmm. and uh we have the same birthday and you know he's like my oh, big brother you? yeah yeah so we just we have a lot in common like it's really scary so um he was one of the guys that actually took me under his wing and you know showed me the maurizio tape like taught me about aesthetic and uh he draws so do i so there's other things we had in common that were related to you know just how we view breaking overall mm -hmm. so he came up with this idea to like you know gather people who you know we're all friends from different crews but we all see things similar in terms of the way we get down and he named the crew conscious souls as in like you know your feet got a mind of their own like you you're a person who likes to dance and you're a person who just is free and likes to get down and you know do your thing um, as opposed to perhaps maybe having different con constructs or constraints around like the method of your breaking, you know, because right. at the time, you know, I know that the crew that he was part of was really at a time were really into sets and stuff. And that's something that didn't really appeal to him. So mm -hmm. he noticed I was similar. I was just more like a wild kind of dancer and free yeah. spirited dancer. So you know, he gathered a bunch of us. So Conscious Souls consists of guys from Albino Zebra, consists of um, uh, Flight and Fresh from GI, um, also Nastic and Endel from MEC, um, Mariano from Bag of Tricks, um, Clinton also from MEC. So there's a bunch of us in that in that crew. It's like a, it's like a you know, collective. We've battled together in the past. Yeah. Um, but we don't battle a lot. I remember like the first time I saw it, that was like, I think the one and only time Canada had a battle of, battle of the year qualifier or something. Yeah, I remember. And you guys, were, you guys were there. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. It was like the one one crew versus one crew. It was only like two crews signed up. Yeah. yeah. Now or never, and us. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it was now or never. You know, we we had to do our thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. made a cool show. The show was like about the Matrix. Oh, really? So our whole <laughs> theme was like 
the blue pill or the red pill and we created this whole thing around that and uh I, another time i remember us battling was at b-boy unit mm -hmm. in 2008 and we all dressed okay. up as marvel superheroes and that was fun <laughs> nice yeah you guys have a big like love of comic book characters right or at least well, you and yeah. the jester i don't know about the other all characters. of us man yeah. all of us we're all like that yeah <laughs> we all dig it <laughs> who's your who's your favorite i think i know but my favorite, favorite character yeah. in marvel yeah. yeah uh i'd say spider-man wolverine psylocke gambit i'd say they're my favorite yeah yeah good choices good choices mm -hmm. I like um, yeah of course yeah <clears throat> um so yeah the next thing that i kind of want to get into well let's get into the, this other thing so yeah you said you mentioned you're one of the pillars of your of ground illusions was like originality like creativity creativity yeah creativity creativity yes um so let's see how do i want to word this like in your minds like what what is that what does that mean to you or what does that mean to your crew when you say creativity or whatever it means intentionally um working with what you have in a manner that is unique and that uh, goes against the grain and transcending foundation. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, what can you do with what you have? Yeah. And, uh, and make it different than everyone else around you. Yeah. And that's that's vital. If you don't have creativity, then it, you just don't fit in the kind of crew that we have. And it's we 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 carry that in not just the dance. Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, there's you know there's writers in the crew there's mcs in the crew you know i'm a poet of like 20 years as well you know visual artists musicians we've engineers in the crew we have like a lot of different <laughs> types of people in this crew man and everyone takes that mentality of skill commitment desire creativity and they they inject it with everything else in their lives like outside of hip-hop yeah. so that to me i think is like the real the real reason um, why it's effective and and what's the last why we lasted the testament of time you know mm. yeah yeah um creativity is big that's what we do we try our best with that yeah yeah well that's always one thing that stood out at least in my mind with you with your crew and the guys that come from your crew is like they mm -hmm. are definitely have like yeah they're their own ideas or or their own mm -hmm. approach to doing things or putting things together or whatever yeah and uh yeah and they're always like yeah there's always a high level as well which i thought was really good too yeah like, i mean like they're very dedicated i guess yeah trust like i mean i've seen a lot of these guys when they're like 14 15 16 and now they're young <clears throat> men you know yeah or young, young women even and yeah like grown up like really well through it and to me that's like the main thing is we just never tried to like spoon feed anybody but we def definitely tried to pass the knowledge that uh we acquired over the years mm -hmm. and ground illusions uh, has been an island for like a long time 
essentially what that means is fortunately we were able to learn from supernaturals from bag of tricks from intricate from boogie brats from ddt so we learned and hard knock schoolers so we and top notch as well so basically all the guys that came before us we were in a very fortunate position to acquire knowledge from everywhere and everybody knew so they're like these guys are cool they're doing this thing you know when you're coming from mississauga people don't necessarily relate you with toronto so maybe that had something to do with it we were like incubated in our own space but hmm. i think that those older crews they saw the amount of work and dedication that we were putting into what we were doing so between 1999 to 2003 people called us like the junior bag of tricks like hmm. us and soul step and and of course mec so all of us came together to create one unit tribe which is like a oh yeah i heard about that yeah one 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 unit tribe is like a pact so we our generation grew up in toronto when it was like like heavy warfare <laughs> like raised in the fire you know like every jam you could look at the wall and be like all right when's the fight breaking up Oh, geez. You know, like I literally grew up seeing people fist fight each other in the scene. And it's just something that we knew that we didn't want to do. We wanted to actually help each other progress, even though we were rivals and, you know, do something bigger. So for us, that's what, what Unitribe represented. It was like, all right, MEC, Soul Step, Ground Illusions, we're all same age, same generation. Let's work together in our own way to, you know, excel and do something significant and carry the legacy of the city in a, in a more positive direction because it was imploding and self-destructing. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff like competition is good when it's healthy. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy though. Um, <clears throat> I was, I was heard about, yeah, the, the old rivalries between like, uh yeah just the, the crews that were around before and yeah and it, it, it's a mind war it's a war of mentality mm. so yeah you know, people have all the stakes and all the eggs in one basket to some degree and at the same time like you know there's people who worked very hard and are very deserving of credibility and there's also been um counter mentalities in regards to how to acquire material and it's just people clashing with the mentalities man and yeah. like it's not to say that people weren't friends between crews because there were yeah but it was really just maybe a small hand of people who had a particular mentality that wasn't healthy that in turn spread to the manner in which people did things mm -hmm. which then affected another crew and created a dichotomy and it wasn't just one of the crews like many of the crews so right, right. you know it gets <clears throat> ugly man when the pie feels mad small and shit you know people yeah. start bugging out yeah yeah for sure. um yeah so you, you're let's <laughs> move away from that but um yeah you, you mentioned that your the crew is from mississauga right originally originally yeah. do you think like that had something to do with sort of your yeah your guys like unique approach or whatever like yeah i'd say so yeah i just mentioned that because like i got 
similar, um, like a similar story from some of the older guys in my crew, and they were from Victoria, and that's literally mm -hmm. an island, right? Right. And yeah, like yeah. They would, they would be exposed to this stuff, or like they would go to Vancouver or go somewhere and like see this, see what's like going on outside their scene, but then come mm -hmm. back and like kind of isolate again in some yeah. ways. And yeah, like, very similar, man. Like yeah. definitely, I think that being in Saga really changed the way that we viewed like jams. Because for example, like first jam we went to was back to the underground in uh, November 26, 1999. Mm -hmm. And going to that jam was like, you know, you saw MEC and aerodynamics and ground effects and a bunch of other like local crews. I'm not talking about Boston ground effects, by the way, that's another crew, but, um, <clears throat> we were like excited to see the fact that there was other people our age who were just as committed as we were. Cause we, you know, we were ignorant. We just saw bag of tricks on much music or intricate on much music or boogie brats in a fucking tried out commercial. You know what I'm saying? Um, or even in the, you know, club one away to club abyss, like we would see which are Mississauga clubs, like these guys kind of roll through, mm -hmm. top-notch guys roll through. So we were like, all right, we're going to disappear for a few months because the jams were every few months, mm -hmm. not every season, or, you know, biannually or whatever. And we knew that when we came out again, we wanted to come up with a whole different, like, we were really militant with how we trained. Like, very, you know, we fucking... <laughs> You would spend like we're all from different schools around Saga, and we would gather together on a Saturday afternoon from like one to five, and we would regiment our practice. So we would go like you know top rock for the first hour, uh, drops and footwork for the second, freezes and power for the third. We work on routines for the fourth, and we would battle for the last hour. So we would just like every Saturday, and we did that for like three years. And then in between, we would like have, there would be different factions. So like, you know, Rubik's Cube Flight, we practicing at Father Gates, you know, myself and, and, and Takashi would be practicing in Pokok. Um, or like Jerome would be in Iona by himself, but he would be like going all over the place. And, hmm. you know, so we always had some shit to share with each other every time we saw on Saturday. And we, it was like, okay, what do you come up with next? Like, you, you weren't allowed really in the session in a good way if you didn't put the work in, you know, like everyone was really serious about that. So that helped us. It gave us a lot of like juice to do that shit. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like uh, everyone has their own little, their own time together to explore yeah. on their own. And then you come together like once a week and. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like new that. ideas and stuff too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. different perspectives and, and stuff. yeah like overall like the, the thing is you had <laughs> the characters in the crew were really trippy because everyone was so fucking different mm -hmm. and contributed something but like we all had a very similar understanding of what we wanted to do with the dance for ourselves and like you had flight who is like ultimate brainer this guy was getting like 115 percent in grade 12 math you know like doing all the bonus work and became an engineer like you know like on that level right yeah, yeah. but the way he was was like because we're all trying to figure this shit out because 
yeah, we met Migas. Yeah, we met Dizzy. Yeah, we met Giz and Flex and those guys. And we learned little things from them and, you know, back to basics guys and stuff. But we had to figure it out on our own. Our generation comes from that. So you'd have guys like Flight, like using, you know, <laughs> algebra and fucking like math to figure out how to like, you know, do all the power combos and shit. <laughs> and then you have Ruben who is like, super OCD, like heavy, trying to figure things out. And then Jerome, who is not refreshed, who is naturally talented and could do everything already. And then you have me, who is a hothead who could dance. So it was kind of like we were all, and then Marky came along, who was the popper, who everybody wanted in their crew, you know? <laughs> so it was like, you put us all together. And with Takashi's like vision of going to Japan and his flow on the ground, and he was like the oldest before me. So like you put us all together and like this fucking crazy shit came out. And every time we went to the jams, we would battle our peers or rivals. And I'm sorry, the fucking history is there. We were like unbeatable 90% of the time. Like no one could fuck with us. And even the guys who were older than us were like, yo, are we going to recruit these guys? Should we teach them more? What's going to happen? And people would build super crews and we would still win. And we're like, why are we fucking winning? Like, <laughs> like, some of the guys are battling are better than us, you know, but I think it was really our chemistry, the way we came together and like straight up, we would go to those early jams and we'd be like meditating in a fucking circle in the corner and motherfuckers would be laughing at us. And at the end we're laughing because we're winning all the jams, you know, because we were like a family we praying in a fucking van together, like the whole time doing Hail Mary's and shit. Like we were like serious about being ill. Like we really wanted to be like a something, you know? So we took it very seriously. Like we weren't playing, you know? And I don't think that for all the amazing talent and skills that all the other guys that we battled against, cause they were fucking amazing. Like there's so many guys that don't break anymore. They're just incredible that we battled, but we were really organized with how we spent our time. And we really organized about like our vision and how we were doing shit. And when the original members of the crew kind of like took time to go to school and, and university and took time off or whatever, um, or fell off or whatever, um, <clears throat> I retained that mentality and I taught the new generation that stuff. And hey man, the proof is in the pudding. I'm not modest about these things because I feel like when people are modest, they're just faking it. Because really like when things hit the wall or shit hits the fan, all that modesty drops like a fucking a hooker's panties, you know? And I think that I hope to be humble, you know what I'm saying? About what we did and what I do. And I, I do my best to share it in a very honest, objective way as possible. But it's difficult when your crew is fucking ripping everybody back in the day, you know, like to, you know, I actually had a bit of a problem with that because I couldn't manage my ego. I had an identity crisis, you know, because everyone talking to me, oh, Frost this, Frost that. I'm like, they don't even know who I am, really, like Marcelino. They don't know about my life or about why I even started dancing in the first place. So, you know, it does a number on you. But eventually, I, I, you know, I believe that I humbled out to some degree and I focused really on education. And I focused yeah. on just trying to do the best that I could do and, and becoming an educator and a preserver of what we do. You know what I'm saying? So... <clears throat> I have, you know, I have a sense of pride, yes, but at the same time, I, um, I truly believe I do this stuff for the right reasons, in my opinion, you know, um, and 
I'm a very inclusive and reasonable person to get into this shit, you know? That's just what I how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, well, that, that kind of brings us into what I wanted to, the main thing that I really wanted to talk to you about oh. is like educating and mentoring and cool man and passing yeah, on awesome. like knowledge and stuff like that because that's one of the things that really always struck stuck out to me with you like mm -hmm. just seeing just like talking with you seeing well taking some of your workshops and just seeing how you yeah. teach or seeing some of the, some of the stuff that you share um mm -hmm. like which is dope by the way and i feel really <laughs> I still bug out that guys that I look up to in ways like take my shit to me that <laughs> blows my mind, you know? So, yeah, but it's like, to me, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's something that's like highly undervalued in just in general, like yeah. educators are just really undervalued. Yeah, it's um, true. But it's like one of the most important things I think, you know, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. We're, we're yeah. maybe a little biased with <laughs> what we do I know. and stuff, but I, but I, I really am, think so. I, have, I, I had bear a, the scars, you know? Yeah. I bear the scars. I'm like almost 40 years old and I don't have my own house yet. So, And that's because I sacrificed like everything for what I do. So no one can tell me shit about it. So when you say something like that, it, I, feel, I take it to heart and I respect that, you know? Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, maybe can you get into a little bit about like, yeah, just your mentality towards like, um mentoring or teaching like your philosophy i guess maybe let's start with that sure um i'd say like some of the first things that i emphasize uh are correct mentality because mm -hmm. you can fucking do a thousand moves but if you don't have the right mentality it's just a waste yeah you know? It's like having a fancy car, but it doesn't run, you know? Gas what, good is, right? what good is it, man, you know? Yeah. It's like, it doesn't work. So I feel kind of like when I started, to, I got to go back to when I started actually like teaching. And that was like in 2000, 2003, 2004. At that point, I was dancing for only five, six years. But um, I was going to school for visual arts. And... Um, I noticed that in my city, there was no place to get down and I wasn't allowed to get down. I was literally physically manhandled by security on a number of times just because I want to fucking break or, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of prejudice or preconceived mm -hmm. notion, you know, yeah. or people like perpetuating stereotypes. So like they dress hip hop, but they don't know anything about hip hop. And I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to do something about it. So I ended up going to college my second time to do um, community outreach and development. So I learned a lot about power dynamics. I learned a lot about group facilitation. I learned a lot about program development. I learned about international community development. I learned a lot about counseling. I learned a lot about a whole bunch of things that kind of borderline, you know, touch social work, mm -hmm. similar family. Mm -hmm. So then I, um, I ended up getting an internship with my municipality and started teaching. But when I was teaching, it was based off of a strategic planning model that I created to teach breaking and hip hop. 
and it's a fucking fat ass document and i put it in city hall's table and i'm like here it is and they're just like damn all right well you're gonna be here for tuesday and thursday i said okay so running the programming and when i started teaching on the saturdays was the first time i started to implement and share mentality and firstly it was really about like okay have the correct mentality about what you're doing and how do you know what is the correct mentality if it's rooted in the music if it's rooted in you respecting and preserving the culture and if it's rooted in you being yourself and telling your story genuine to your experience then that's a good thing you know so i also was hurt for like nine months i had a serious surgery so i couldn't really break when i started teaching and when i started actually getting down teaching i was like a beginner again Hmm. I, I wanted to start all over again so that really humbled me out um in that in that aspect so you know all my early first students like damon and yumi and christian and aaron um you know together with willie ways and matt kang and, and even rubik's cube at some point he would kind of drop in once in a while and they would help me to physically do certain things but when i was physically able again to dance i was literally like starting from scratch again hmm. and uh it was like i then realized the type of dedication commitment that you know you you have to have in order to exceed and transcend like you know what i whatever i was before i wanted to like pass that so um when i'm teaching people it's like i i, I try to direct people in terms of having the correct mentality to combine their passion for the dance and the reason why they love dance with their lives in general. So it was kind of like, okay, yes, get good at breaking. Let's hit all the angles. Let's go both ways. Let's pass on everything that I've learned from bag of tricks, boogie brats, super nuts, everybody with their blessing, of course, you know, and I'm one of the few people that got blessing from all these guys to share this shit. But I was always like, all right, you know, that's dope you can break, but what else are you doing? You know, what are you going to school for? What's your career going to be? What are you, you know, what are you trying to accomplish in your life? You know, and how can you teach, perform, battle, and be great at all three of those things? That was like the main thing. Of course, my teaching has evolved over the years. Uh, the way, same way I evolved. Like, I'm not the same person I was even six years ago. Yeah. So it's like... <clears throat> Now when I'm, I'm sharing knowledge, it's really for those who they seek me out and then I share the knowledge that way as opposed to being the main facilitator in all the community centers and doing all the programs. Like I've kind of moved past that and I've kind of closed that book like a couple of years ago. And then now I'm more like sharing with people to enrich their experience. But still one thing that is still in common is like the mentality first and the connection between mind, body, spirit and emotion and how that plays together in the overall experience of contributing to a conversation that's been happening way before you. Mm. So the aspect of teaching that I, I centrally focus on more is how can you gather your life experience and gather your stories in order to tell stories? Um, how do you equip yourself with the right mentality to give you integrity when you're throwing down and battling or in a circle or performing? How can you adequately um, understand your own aesthetic and, you know, do something that's natural to you? 
mm-hmm. at the same time contribute things that people haven't seen before because to make you know your contribution relevant and of course that was the training regiments and stuff that my crew and i have used in the past you know to build your stamina build you know your your breaking on all the the formats to you know be someone that is robust and they're breaking it can like be flexible to do all kinds of things with an open mind you know so that's i feel like the main way i've taught and have been teaching more so yeah like uh i think that that's the kind of thing that's yeah again like really maybe it's just breaking in particular because like i don't know there's so much a lot of times there's so much emphasis on it's like doing new moves and moves and like yeah moves yeah. and a lot of times that yeah like the mentality or like you said like bringing the mind body soul kind of thing like even that's just kind of hard to understand for a lot of people maybe right <clears throat> and uh, so how because yeah i think like with a lot of people when they first start that kind of mentality part is a little harder to understand it's easier to just kind of like okay well what is the dance and how do you move and do this stuff and then maybe that stuff they kind of get it later but how do you go about like maybe maybe it's like planting that seed from the beginning Mm -hmm. um i think the best example is a program that uh damon nomad like my first real student um which he's a special guy. The guy's a fucking renaissance man. <laughs> like literally. He's a climber, a musician, an engineer, a dancer, a visual artist. Like, he does everything, you know? And myself and Damon, we devised a program called Rhythm. And the acronym is uh, Reaching and Helping Youth Through Healthy Active Living in Mississauga. And Rhythm was... And like we didn't get paid for any of that. Like we did everything free pretty much. We got a, a minor grant to cover our expenses of travel. Hmm. And we taught a lot of these dancers, including Aladdin, like Ali, who you see now. Mm-hmm. He was just a, a baby boy. <laughs> and we taught for 12 weeks, two times a week, for two hours each. Actually, closer to three hours each. And there was like a session in the middle. So the Tuesday you would learn theory. So people would come in and I would do a lecture based off of source material. So I'd make them watch, you know, the various material that's out there. Freshest Kids, B-Boy Summit 3, interviews with Kenny, with Frosty, everybody. Anything I could get my hands on. And we would talk about it. Then on the Wednesday, they would practice. And then on Thursday, we'd come and do more like practical stuff. So, we, you know, basically build up their foundation from the bottom hmm. from the bottom up and emphasize the importance of music and talk a lot about the history and at the same time like give them the, the necessary tools for them to create their own selves through the aesthetic of the dance and that was already very empowering for people so i utilized my education and i injected into teaching um you know like the people and what i would do that was fairly unique is i would you know and this is kind of the basis of my business that i have now full step saga was i would cross pollinate the arts in order to get results in a concentrated way with one art so 
you know, I'd say if you want to be a, an amazing dancer, you got to know what the musician is doing. You got to be able to collaborate with the visual artist and understand what they're doing. And to, you know, not to my surprise, but to my excitement, guys like Mr. Wiggles were already kind of like thinking in this similar manner, you know? So when I met guys like Wiggs or Poe One or, you know, uh, Kenny and Maurizio, who these guys I look up to, and of course, Deadly Mike, who, you know, got his piece in the back there. It was like, they're already thinking in this mind. And I started to see incredible fucking results, man. Like I started to see the people who were so passionate about the dance and could see themselves through it and were doing it in like a pure way. Hmm. And it was really good for their lives, you know, and they were excited and happy and fucking growing and i was like damn this is some dope shit so it was kind of like you know the, the way that i was sharing the knowledge with you know support of the crew and contributions strong contributions from the group itself from ground illusions crew um and you know getting support from mikey or puzzles and you know like other guys who i'm very cool with who i was like guys look at these kids that we're building like come help them out you know because they really just have some potential to make it so I felt very lucky that a lot of my peers were like down to come through and support and help them out and shit. And mm. you know what I mean? So, um, I think it's surrounding them with the right type of mentalities and the right type of energy and giving them access to resources, not necessarily spoon feeding them, but giving them the availability and making it like an actual, in some sense, formal ordeal. So it's like, you know, if you miss two classes out of the thing, you can't keep coming. You know, fuck, right. it's free. Like, make it fair. And so people were like, okay, like, they're really about it. And they were willing to take the information because it was like massive amounts of information. Like, kids were coming to the class with notebooks and shit, writing like all the time. And, and that's how I teach my students now. They bring your notebook, you don't have to write. And, they listen to me speak for like a little bit and they'll just write a bunch of shit off my mentality, you know, but uh, in order to find their mentality. So it's like, this is the way I think, this is the way I move, this is the way I dance, but you're not going to look like me, completely think like me or do exactly like me. You're going to do it like you. And that's the point, you know? So I just tried to feed that and stay consistent with it and garner opportunities for people to perform. So I spent a lot of years like, working with the city and other organizations to create events for people that weren't competition based. It was very seldom that you saw a jam that I did that was based in the competition. It was always maybe a special guest exhibition, workshops, live bands, live art creation, ciphers, live music, all that shit. And it was just to get people to feel the real essence that everyone is complaining is lost. Mm -hmm. Oh, competition, this competition. I, was like, I get it. I know because we used to win all the competitions. So I don't give a fuck about competitions. I care about people actually growing as mm -hmm. motherfucking people, you know? And I know I'm not perfect. So if I can teach somebody to not do the mistakes I did in general, then here, this is like good, you know? So you can do your shit with integrity and you can live a good life and exist in society, you know, and be a good example for our arts, you know? You'd be a fucking doctor. It would be a b-boy b-girl doctor good you know what i'm saying that way people are gonna look at us different you know not look at us like we're fucking dummies or some shit because we're not you know so that's like the main thing i'd say 
I just remembered like one time either we were we were talking or you like you were talking or you were you posted something I forget where it was but you were talking about like going to I think it was like with some meeting with City Hall or something like that mm-hmm. and like you came like sometimes people have this mentality of like maybe I'm remembering this wrong this mentality of like well I'm hip hop so I should come like dressed as I am and like really show them like or I don't know whatever but like you you showed up and you were like professional and like all right I want to do this like mm-hmm. set the right message like I don't want you guys to have any like misconceptions yeah. of who I am yeah. what sure. this is and you can see that it's not just those kind of people that are involved in breaking right. or whatever or hip hop or whatever you want to call absolutely. it absolutely like. Absolutely, man. Like, yeah. I mean, and you're dealing with bureaucracy and red tape, and yeah, and it's like it's not like I was in there fronting. It was yeah. me changing my vernacular and being an adult. Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> everyone else is playing around, you know, people like myself or like Michael Prosterman, like being trying our best to, like in his words, you know, build the plane while flying it, and to try to grow to be professional. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not trying to do it, just doing it, because we knew that all we really wanted was to have other people enjoy it and have the access. Because I remember the time where I didn't have the access to do it. You know, and I remember having a conversation with Wiggles about that. You know, and he asked me, well, you know, what are you, what exactly are you doing? And I said, well, I'm trying to build it so that those who actually care about it have access to it. And don't have to get ridiculed or physically fucking fought or, you know, treated like a piece of shit. And he was just like, he gave me approval. And I was like, oh, thank you. That was a boost. You know, I appreciate that. And then when I showed him my little, my book of spells that I used to own before I got started years ago. And he, he gave me another boost on my theories of how I teach because the theory of how I teach overall um, and perhaps maybe I should have said this earlier, my apologies, but it's based in a, a concept called flavor foundation. So I took this concept of flavor foundation as a methodology to create breakers to be like their absolute best. And I wanted to see if it worked. So I will go to guys like Poe, Wiggs, Kenny, Freeze, Maurizio, Anyone that I, or Gizmo, Migus, Gadget, you know, anyone who I found that I was in direct contact with that I spoke to on the regular. And I was like, what do you guys think of this shit? And all of them gave me blessing to share it. They're like, this is dope. And what I did was amalgamate all the knowledge that I received from all of them and I put it into a package and I delivered it. So I was like, okay, let me prove this shit works. To me, it's not enough that it's working with the people. I want to know how it's working. Or I want to, you know, put it out there, see if it's viable. So when I was in New York University doing my, getting my degree and all that shit, I was doing like an independent study with uh, Dr. Mary Fogarty. Um, and, you know, she marked my shit. And she fucking straight up gave me an A. And I was like, okay, on the street, it works. Academically, it works. Right. So this to all the doubters, 
Prove me wrong. Shut me up. Sorry. So it's kind of like, there it is. And you know what? It's for the people. It's for people to grow. And that's why I don't care what crew you're in. I don't care who you are, how old you are, how young you are, nothing. I go, if the stuff that I worked my whole, well, not my whole life, maybe my whole life, because it built up to me doing it, but majority of my life, if it is in service to other people and they can take from it in a good way, I am so happy and fulfilled. Just like, please, just take it. Yeah. And I thought a lot of people benefited from it. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm just happy that I was able to contribute even just like a little piece of something to enrich someone's life. You know, because, you know, that's what I needed when I was a kid. You know, I needed, I needed, I needed that, you know, and I didn't have that right away. It's something I had to fight for because I dealt with a lot of my own, you know, oppression, um, trauma, and a whole bunch of other shit that I didn't really face until I got older um, before dancing. So it's kind of like, and I meet a lot of people like that. So I'm like, all right, well, here's this that I think, I, I believe I figured out it's always growing, but here's something that I think will be useful for you and your experience no matter what your level of experience. And I felt really honored, like, for example, in Yukon when you and, you know, Mariano and Mark and, you know, Kid David and all these guys took my workshop and they were, like, so happy with what I was sharing. And I'm like, fuck, man, just, if it's going to help you do it, use it, please. You know, it's something. You know? Yeah, that was, that was, like, one of the most engaging workshops that I've taken. It was one of the most fun to do. Like yeah. I always remember, like what you guys all created was just. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish it was videotaped. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah but like, uh, it was like your your methodology. It was kind of like a lot of people like to, like you say, spoon spoon feed people. Like here's the move, here's how to do it, and then let's just right do that. And then a lot of people don't really <clears throat> give. I don't know, give students enough credit that they can take this thing and then create their own thing out of it, even if it's not like super high level or whatever. Like, right, that's not what matters, yeah. Just give them a chance, right? Yes, yeah. a little encouragement goes a long way, man. You know, obviously it depends on people's level and their experience and stuff, but because you were teaching all these people that had some experience, it makes sense to give them these kind of exercises that are like, all right, you know how to move generally? Let me give you something like more a little more like conceptual for you to work yes. within, but yeah. Yeah. And like right. the goal was people could leave with material of their yeah. own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was the idea. And like, you know, you walk out, you're never going to forget what you learned because it's yours. It's not mine. It's actually yours. Yeah. And yeah. That's, I was like the, the beauty of it. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely something that, uh, I guess you get older. I don't know it's like phases that you go through with maybe anything but uh yeah like you start something and you're just you're trying to figure it out and it's a lot of like just take 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 absorb knowledge absorb knowledge and like mm -hmm. depending what it is it can you know ego can get in there and like okay well yeah. maybe it's not even ego but it's just like oh i want to be the best or i want to win or whatever it is but like, motivations you, external motivations a whole bunch of things yeah and like those those are those are great and they they do their part i guess they do their part yeah for yeah. sure but like i really feel like as you get older 
that becomes like less and less important. It becomes more and more important to just whatever knowledge that you have, like you want to pass it on and you want to yeah. help future generations like enjoy yeah. this thing that you enjoy too and like give them yeah. some kind of head start or some kind of like, what do you call it? Leg up from just starting from like rock bottom. You at yeah, least start absolutely. them here or you at least start them here, whatever. Yeah, you recognize the struggle. Like, you know, you yeah, know, exactly. You know what it's like when you went through certain things. And, and I do understand that there are necessary, for lack of a better term, the necessary evils that kind of go around. But I look at a lot, I look at a lot of those things as toxins, different colored toxins, you know, there's the gold toxin that captivates people's greed. And it makes them focus so much on winning that they forget about everyone else around them. There's a purple toxin that really impacts people's uh, jealousy and envy. When you see someone else be successful and you think you're better than them, then people start talking shit or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's a red toxin that you can't control your aggression mm -hmm. because of your own insecurities or your own traumas, you know? And there's a whole bunch of other ones. So I feel you as you've gotten mm -hmm. older in the scene like i recognize those things and i've actually become more adamant and pushing these things away from my life and the people that i feel associated with those things i push those people away out of my life too because i don't care yeah. <laughs> anymore you know i really don't you know yeah. i gotta be honest man like part of it too is i don't know maybe it's just the nature of breaking and doing something like artistic although breaking's like this weird kind of middle ground between sport like athletics and art which is makes it really interesting but yeah. i don't know i think anything that's like artistic that does kind of force you to really look at your yourself and what's going on mm -hmm. like in here mm -hmm. yeah it's a good so, cultivative practice it's like martial yeah. arts yeah exactly you that's know, probably we, the best parallel i think yeah man it's like we we learn it to grow and like mm -hmm. to view the world with a different lens with mm -hmm. a new lens and one that is representative of our respecting our heritage and rep and situates us in our way of knowing you know um and for me that's the kind of stuff that interests me because you know let's face it you're teaching children how to get down and then, you know they go to the party and you see people having a drink or a smoke and it's like that's also part of our culture too you know so I've kind of gotten away from this idea of romanticizing the idea of teaching and I'm pretty straightforward again, within reasonable means, depending on people's development level. But if I'm working with like a toddler or something, I'm not talking to them about that shit. I'm talking to them about how fun it is to move your body, how fun it is to, you know, grow and how fun it is to train yourself and to practice and to work with other people and to come up with ideas and to just do your best and have fun. Like, those are beautiful attributes and things that is worthy of sharing to people because they can really grow and cultivate. It's when breakers are like older and they get caught up with the scene and with all the, the things that come with it. I kind of remind people about these things like the toxins. It's like, there's nothing wrong with having a goal to be the fucking champion. Go be Red Bull champion if you think that's what you want to do is going to make you happy, sure. But how are you going to get there? You know? You know, the, the ends don't justify the means at all. So it's like, you know, you can either treat people cool or you can be a champion, be an asshole. 
or be a dick or think you're fucking more important than everybody else. I know I don't think I'm more important than everybody else, despite maybe what people think. I'm just a piece of the puzzle. But I definitely know what my piece is. I know my place. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I spent a lot of time figuring it out. And I'm going to spend more time figuring it out later, too. So yeah, it's like, that's good. you know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't know. We're all just trying to figure this out, right? <laughs> we are, man. And I think when yeah. people realize that about themselves about each other it's like a lot easier to have respect it's a lot easier to vibe and it's a lot easier to enjoy you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying we can actually we're like so lucky we do this dance like there are countries people can't dance they get fucking killed for that shit like they get in trouble for it yeah or like some people like you know just it's a, such a blessing and a handful mm-hmm. of people like that can do it and it's mm-hmm. like, if I'm part of that handful with it, it grabbed me, it reached me for a reason. I'm naturally prone to supposed to becoming consumed with it. Like when I was a kid, you know, I was in church because I used to go to church a lot, you know. Now, you know, I'd be thinking about breaking all the time. And I'd be like, is there something wrong with me? You know? And I asked the priest, or I asked my mom, just like, I think it's just something that you, know, you have to do. And that's why it's in your mind, spiritually, you know, and in your heart. Like, you just got to do something for you to do with. I don't even know what it was. But yeah. I think when we all start looking at ourselves in that way, the manner in which what we do changes, you know. But we have to also give each other room to make mistakes, too, and be like, actually give love. And we say, yo, peace peace out or your much love what the fuck does that mean you know like what does it mean what does peace mean peace for you but not peace for someone else is it much love is it much love how much love you know one love oh we all love one thing definitely we're all in the same book together so we also need to give each other room to grow you know what i'm saying and i i also understand that too you know um there's people that i never thought i would be cool with or you know, be dealing with or be like, you know, exchanging knowledge with and stuff. People who I were like bitter enemies growing up doing this stuff. And I end up, I end up like lowering and raising the volume to the music at their workshop, you know, and they're like, thank you so much. <laughs> um, you know, like, yeah. you know, well, because we have one love and we have, we both agree on sharing the show, share it together well. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that's beautiful. The real shit. That's the real peace. That's what they're talking. Yeah, it's like everyone's just everyone grows and changes, and you're never the same person that you were like even yesterday. Not completely. Not completely, right? Not completely. Yeah, and I think that's really healthy. If you're if you're the same person for the rest of your life, like something's wrong. Yeah, you know, you're like you're trapped in the psychosis or like in a bubble or something here yeah well that's like yeah, that's, that's a really tough thing for a lot of people to deal with yeah like and i understand they, why it's like that too yeah and like i think it's like a human thing that we want to we're like always trying to move towards trying to bring some sense of order to our lives but you know like mm-hmm. the natural world is not it you know it's not always orderly and it's it's always yeah. changing and that forces you to have to adapt constantly even if it's small changes or whatever but if you can't do that or you can't recognize that you need to change or whatever like 
it's going to be a tough future for you. Yeah, you keep moving in the same cycles all the time, and that's not good, you know, especially if the cycles aren't healthy for you or people around you, you know. I've had to learn that in my life. Yeah. You know, everybody does. Yeah. And you'll probably have to do it in the future. I will too, everyone. Yeah, everybody. Again and again and until the day you die. <laughs> All I know is that, you know, it's like you and the music. Yeah. Like in the end, like when it comes down to it, it's like, it's your life, it's your movie, it's your story. And when that music is on, like, are you in love with that music? Are you passionate about it? Does it spark something inside of you? And if it does, can you honestly express that mm-hmm. you know and that's the i think that's the goal you know i really, i feel that for now for me that's that's the goal is like perfect skill and perfect freedom together mm-hmm. and that's not my word that's gadget's word you know um perfect skill perfect freedom together it makes sense yeah. to me that way you know well that's like uh that's like a big thing that bruce lee always talked about too not in those words necessarily but yeah yeah so yeah, train man. the body, train the mind. They go yeah. together, then you've you've got whatever you've got, like Nirvana or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, maybe not yeah. like that, but it's like uh, you go. No, I hear you. Yeah, it's a spiritual experience. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like similar to Zen, Zen Buddhism, mm. like you know that that sort of like what do you call it, empty, empty mind or something like that, yeah, emptiness. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you can read that. You know, I I read that and then it didn't really become like clear or like freestyle didn't become clear until I had that piece of the puzzle and then like actually really that made me aware. And then when I went back into like trying to freestyle, like be in the moment and connect with the music it was Mm -hmm. i saw it in a new light you know it's like these little Mm -hmm. what do you call them like epiphanies or just like rebirths mentally constant rebirths mentally yeah yeah like what you were saying with like breaking or just dancing in general like you know there's a lot of things that you can learn from other skills and they can help your breaking but there's a lot of things that you learn from breaking or dancing that help you with other stuff too and like oh yeah you know, we were talking about being adapting and changing and stuff like that. And like, even just something simple, like really listening to the music and then adapting Mm -hmm. to the changes that happen in a song that you've never heard before. Like how well can you, can you do that? Mm -hmm. That'll tell you a lot about yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I agree, man. Like the aspect of surrender, can you surrender? Yeah. And it's like bigger than you at this point you know it's for example is i remember i'll never forget you know um just being in circles at like andy Pujol, which a lot of people don't know about but those circles were incredible and like we would sometimes go off to the side and, and get down and you know those were the type of circles that people were building the vibe together like the whole point of going in that space was like let's just help each other build that shit up as much as we can and like you're great at that you're fucking amazing at that and you're dope at this and he's dope at that but we all have in the same frequency vibration going in there and we want to just stack it stack it stack it there was no like 
I'm going in to just try to make myself look better than you, or I'm got to prove something, some bullshit. It was straight up like, yo, man, I, I recognize that you're dope with that shit, and right now is your time, and like, please fucking kill it because we're all just getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah, yeah together. Or, right? Oh my god, together, together, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that shit, man. And I've experienced that in the past many times with some people I look up to. And to be part of stuff like that, I think is to me the most amazing shit. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's like that weird, you know, at sometimes like the way breaking is, it's kind of at odds with itself in some ways. Like you have this yeah. mentality to, you know, be the best or whatever. And that, you know, like it's, like we said before, it serves its purpose. Like it has its place, I guess. Double-edged sword, man. Double-edged sword, right? Yeah. And like, you know, but at the end of the day, like, you know, the best moments that I've had in breaking were, you know, like a win is nice and it feels good. Yeah. But the ones that I remember the most were when it's like everything just disappeared mm -hmm. or like that feeling of, I'm here and you're there and this is happening or whatever, but it's like, mm -hmm. that doesn't exist anymore. I can see everything. Yeah. I can process everything. Like, yeah, that's Frost and he's dancing or whatever. And this mm -hmm. song is playing, but like the idea, what is it like the sense of time and place is kind of just like gone. Mm -hmm. And you, you have no conception of like, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow and do this and that. It's like, you're truly, yeah. that to me is like when people talk about being present or being like mindful or whatever any of these things like mm -hmm. that's that's one way of getting there when absolutely you, when you have these circles and why people talk about circles or ciphers and you could probably even get that in a competition i would say if you're yeah, going I mean, to it with the right mentality that's right yeah like yeah. you know like you could look at the competition as like there's a circle too you know i got person i guess i'm against or whatever and then you got the crowd you got the judges and yeah you're, you're yeah. kind of almost making like a, a circle anyway depending on yeah. your mind and i mean like when i speak in the manner i'm speaking um which is you know, very in common with yours i know that we don't punk competition we see its purpose we've been actively grown through them but i feel at this point like you said finding those moments of liberation mm -hmm. of freedom mm -hmm. of bliss of enjoyment yeah. of you know, self like of dignity <laughs> integrity like all those things that like, come together and those have a lot to do with the frequency of the music and how passionate and how much you hold it in your heart like consider the fact that you know the music that was created in the 1970s and we're still listening to it and the people who made that music came from a certain place in time to get fucking four five six people to agree on anything it's just a miracle mm -hmm. let alone make some piece of sound that's recorded yeah. and this piece of sound that's recorded you've probably heard it a thousand times but you know dean goes in and he does some shit that i've never fucking heard that part of the song i've heard this shit right, for right. years <laughs> and like that just blows my mind but the people who made that music brought their whole lives into that music and the situ social situation economic situation cultural situation 
and you feel it. You feel the soul in the music. And that's one of the biggest differences from, you know, what we're hearing now is the quality of the music and the type of approach that the musicians had. And that really impacts how we're getting down. And, you know, most jams I go to, it breaks my heart when I see like 80% of the room just looking at the circle like a zombie, <laughs> and not even reacting to the music or enjoying the music or just thinking about what moves they're going to do or how cool they look or how much clout they think they have or their ego or bullshit. It's so ill when you see people just like fucking in love with the music and they're just there to be free and enjoy and share that with everybody and participate in that. Because to me, that's hip hop. That's like yeah. the real hip hop vibe. Yeah. I think that might be a good spot to finish. <laughs> sure, I'm just thinking of any other questions. Yeah. No, I got like most of the stuff that I really wanted to talk to you about. Sick. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we could just keep talking about. Mm. But maybe we'll save that for like another time. <laughs> sure, yeah, man. I would love to revisit a lot of these people that I've talked to and, and just mm -hmm. dive a little deeper into some other stuff or just have it be just a little more like free form conversation mm -hmm. instead of being sort of guided right now. But yeah, I understand. Yeah. Certain people you can just you can just talk to, and I think it would be good. Yeah, yeah. Be one of those oh. people. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that's, that's much love, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks for thanks so much for taking the time to do this. And I know it's like oh. kind of late where you are, so it's okay. It's only you know it's like jam time, like one in the morning. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. like a party you know so it's yeah. not too bad thank you for even asking me and you know trying yeah. to pick my opinion about certain things um yeah, like you're you're one you of know. the guys that i always appreciate people who have a like deeper perspective on the dance and i think it's you know it's just very underexplored in general yeah or maybe it's explored but just the, well, the knowledge is not out there like people aren't thinking about it in those ways i think it has a lot to do with the paths of life that people take and the roles that they adopt inside their community so you know why why should anybody care about what we're talking about unless they're actually seeking it's you true, know right? so, so i think about that a lot because you know you know some people close to me have also told me say oh you know frost like I feel like you're so underappreciated and I said it's okay but as long as the people who are actually seeking really care I go that's what really matters you know yeah yeah that's really what it is and yeah, you know sure. maybe one day people will you know see the value in preserving what we do more and even then when that time comes you're going to have other challenges that arise with that as well because there's always barriers you know it's like yeah. All you can do, I think, is, is speak from your own accord and speak from your own experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've had the majority of my life dedicated to sharing the knowledge, you know, whether it's been in the Arctic or working in, you know, a prison or whatever, you know, or in the community center and privately in a home. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've had to think about these things very deeply. You know, I've had to, to dive into those things because let's face it, you know, if you, take the 
or you know like the responsibility of sharing knowledge it falls upon you like it fell upon me um i was like fuck, i, I have to have an idea of what i'm talking about <laughs> and you know i have to dive into it and, and talk about it if i don't have any idea what i'm talking about i should not even be in that position yeah and you know i mean i seldomly call myself a teacher from my recollection i i acknowledge myself as a sharer of knowledge and as an educator and if people you know acknowledge me as a teacher it's because they themselves acknowledge me as a teacher so um and i think there's so many different roles within the community and not everybody is cut out for teaching and that's for sure (laughs) okay man like yeah yeah you work on fucking pushing the dance a certain way that's dope and like i myself i will work on you know being able to effectively communicate and articulate the things that maybe you cannot that's my gift so i yeah. do that yeah exactly you know, their gifts man yeah you know and like that's a uh, you know not just breaking but anything like that's one of the reasons in my opinion like why we're so successful as a species and we, we can go anywhere is because like we're not all the same yeah man and because we all have different things that we're good at and you know maybe right now some some ability or whatever is not so useful but maybe mm-hmm. next year something happens and it changes and suddenly that's like the most useful thing and we're glad that those people exist because they can handle yeah. that situation or whatever like exactly. because you have people with diverse talents and stuff like that they can cover all the bases and you know you can be really good at teaching and facilitating yeah like sharing knowledge Mm-hmm. And then someone else who's not as good at that, but who's good at pushing the dance physically and whatever, mentally and all the stuff, like they can just yeah. do that. Right. And you have yeah. someone else who communicates stuff and other yes. people who like display it or whatever, that kind of thing. Or yeah. people who are good at like uh, documenting stuff, like making mm-hmm. documentaries and stuff, like they go yeah. and do that. But like maybe... Yeah someone else is not good at that right so they shouldn't maybe well they can try everyone can try right yeah i feel like even with this uh again i don't i don't mean to make a shameless plug or any of that but the idea of full step saga was again cross-pollinized mm-hmm. so you know, you're opening you're building and you're sharing and yeah like i would ask often ask you know brands in that practice brand burn firm i'd be like yo I want you to teach me that move and pretend I don't even know it. And he'd be like, why? And I'm like, tell me why you think afterwards. Let me see if you can do it. So then, you know, he would do it. And I'd be like, do you know why I asked you now? And he's like, yeah, I think I know why. I like, Please tell me why you think I asked you to do that. You know, because I'm understanding the move better. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, shit like that, some simple shit like that. And like, see? Like you yeah. thought you knew all this stuff, but when I ask you to teach me, you don't even understand the mechanics of your own thing. Mm-hmm. So I go see either the usefulness in trying to share the knowledge with people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna My dad always told me. Other people. So you know, you know? It's like you, you really get to know how well you know something when you try and teach it, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah the instant you try and teach it, like you, that'll tell you, like, slow it down. I actually don't know what this is (laughs) like I can do it but and that's like the thing with like teaching or you know you could say this about judging or anything like that like some people they think that if someone's like 
skill level is high, then that automatically qualifies them as a judge or a teacher, a good teacher or a good judge, whatever. And like, those are separate skills. They are have to develop, right? Skills, man. Like, right. Well, I find that people who understand that are more accepting, a little bit more agreeable when it comes down to handling decisions of judges and even communicating with judges. Right. But yeah. the majority of people who complain or bitch and whine about judging or come up with excuses for the losses or whatever. Usually those are the people who've never been in the judge seat. They never touched the judge seat, never had the responsibility to sit in that seat to carry the weight mm -hmm. of their of their, you know, calls. And I treat I'm glad you mentioned that because I always felt that I've treated judging the same way I've treated breaking. I was like, it's a completely separate thing and needs to be taken very fucking seriously. Yeah, you can have fun and enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. But if you're gonna do it and there's other people's things on the line, like you gotta be able to, again, accurately articulate what's going on. Like I've had people come to me at jams because fortunately I've judged a bunch of things in the past. And they're like, oh, why did we lose the battle? And I'm like, and I got my notebook. And I'm like, fucking, well, round two. Then, you know, the fucking third throwdown of the battle. Da, da, da. And the last part of your set, you did this. And you did that. And they're like, oh, 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 oh yeah, I did. I'm like, well, do you think I was going to forget? <laughs> no. I'm paying yeah. close attention to everything you're doing. I have, it's my job. It's my job. Mm -hmm. I'm being professional. Therefore, <laughs> paying fucking close attention to what you're doing and i don't care about if that person's in my crew i don't care if you're my friend i don't care yeah. it's like are you doing what you have to do yeah. and if you do what you have to do it doesn't mean that you or the other person are better than another mm -hmm. like for example i was in china and you nord diamond lost the battle against some other guy i wasn't judging him but I watched it as a judge. And then he came to me after and he's like, oh, fast, no, why did I lose? And I was, and he was really upset. I was, I'm better than that guy. I said, but it has nothing to do with you being better than anybody. Did you play chess right? Hmm. No, you didn't. He played chess better than you. Does that mean he's a better dancer? No. It means he played chess better than you. Sorry, that's just how it is. I've won battles in competitions against guys who are way fucking better than me. You can do shit that I can't. And motherfuckers get angry when I win the battle because I use my brain. I use my heart. I use my soul. And you're not. So you lose. Bottom yeah. line, it is. It doesn't mean that you're better than me or I'm better than you. We all in the same shit together. But what it does mean is that in the little scrimmage, I had a little one-up on you because you made a little mistake there and I exploded it. Or yeah. I fucked up and you exploded my shit. Yeah. Who cares? Just, you know, that's a game. The competition battle is a game. It's a chess yeah. game. It doesn't mean anything other than that, you know? And yeah. I think that when people start to adopt that type of mentality, then people are going to start looking at good quality breaking and really understand it and appreciate it. And they can just humble themselves a little bit and consider yeah. The study of the dance itself. I can't see how many times I've watched, you know, if I choose to watch a battle online and I see all the comments of the ignorant comments. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. It's like, really? 
why the fuck are you even dancing you have no conception of what this shit is and i'm like yeah. wait a minute everybody has room to grow and if people love it enough they'll figure it out well and you know i think a lot of people who are <laughs> i don't know maybe this is just me being judgmental but like people who are willing to comment well i don't know mm-hmm. Never mind. It's, it's just ignorant <laughs> what I'm okay you know no 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 no. i was just like as i was thinking it through i was like ah you know what it doesn't even make it doesn't even matter (laughs) because people can say whatever they want right yeah yeah people can say whatever they want i think it's more just a a social commentary on like man i don't know like what is it i think it's just it says a lot about where just people in general like if they get you know really heated about a, a battle like yeah losing something or their you know their crew didn't win or something like that like mm-hmm. it's always kind of funny because a lot of these people will be like oh it's it's because of bias judging or something like that the judge is biased they're just picking their friend or something like that and it's like maybe could it also be that you are also biased and you yeah. you either are biased towards your crew or your friend or <laughs> the person that you like or a certain style you don't like this style you know this kind of thing you don't understand you know like yeah. uh, there's a lack of there's a lack of knowledge or, yeah or you just don't know the dance as well as you think it is you just and don't like, know the dance yeah and like no, that's the thing I, it's like ego ego is a big thing that people got to learn to understand I think. yeah to understand it yeah i mean it's necessary i mean like yeah. sometimes like you don't have any ego because it's been beaten out of you or because mm-hmm. you know you have no dignity or self-respect that you've been oppressed mm-hmm. you need a bit of ego to fucking put yourself in certain like it, it serves its purpose man yeah yeah but it gets balancing good. it right it's balancing it you know i think that's yeah. the key right we or have to awareness that it awareness that it exists yeah. right yeah i think that's a big thing is people don't people aren't aware of that, yeah. that like this thing is going on or yeah or, or like we terrible. as people become ignorant like we we know it's ever we choose to fucking look the other way because yeah, it doesn't yeah. serve our like you know well it doesn't make me feel better it makes me feel uncomfortable and like well you know yeah so a lot of people I don't know. want to deal with like their own their own issues whatever they are yeah yeah you know it's a scary prospect it is it really is a scary thing i i just you know I, I just think a lot about like, man, if you love fucking dance as much as your your energy is showing, then why wouldn't you study to understand why that is what it is? Mm, yeah. To me, I just can't conceive that because I was one of those people that like, I was always fucking hungry to learn why this shit was dope. I was like, that's good. I recognize that that's good. Why is it good? Hmm. And people don't think that way. And like, They'll maybe ask the question, but they ask the question with disparity. Like, why is footwork so And I'm like, man, because work is the fucking, why breaking is what it is. So if you get that, then you should probably understand what it is. And yeah. people sometimes don't like things because they can't do them. I've been accused, oh, Frost, you just don't like power because you can't do it. I don't mean, mm-hmm. I can spin. You've never seen me spin. I just <laughs> choose not to spin in front of you. That doesn't mean I don't like it. If someone spins well, I can tell what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking give it up. Cause, and if I can't do it, I give it up even more. 
but why should we always just give things up to things that we cannot do? Yeah. That's pretty superficial. What's the context, and I do, right? There's a context. I do shit like that a lot. Oh, Frost can't do this. Frost can't do that. Why should why people think he's good? I was like, I'm good because I'm fucking real. <laughs> you know? And I'm you if you think I'm good, then I am. I don't think I'm good all the time. Sometimes I think I'm whack. Sometimes I think I'm great. Everyone, you know, depends on how you're feeling. Sunday's different from Monday, you know? Mm-hmm. But really it's like, you know, should we really be superficial about things like that? Why why can't we just look at stuff and be like, you know, I can do that dope, but fuck, that was great time, man. Appreciate that. that was amazing. Thank you for doing that at the right moment. You know what I'm saying? Why do you, everyone have to be better than somebody else? Why can't you just be building up together? You know, or why are you only be gonna gonna be cool with people because they know people? <laughs> Superficial. It's fucking high school. No, it's not. Sorry, real life. So for me, it's like, you know, are you gonna treat somebody who doesn't know anybody, or maybe they're not that good? And you treat them with respect. That's good. That's how you can tell people are like. They know what's up. And that's why I like a lot of educators, man. A lot of people who adopt that preservation mentality because they don't discriminate based on people's skill level. They don't not cool people just because they know people. Like mm. that shit's whacked to me. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I think you know, I think it's really dope when, you know, and I think actually the people who everybody wants to be around, those people recognize that shit too. They're like, Well, you know, I'm swarmed by fucking crowds of people. But it's just like, you know. I can tell that person over there is actually just being real to everybody, treating people like a human being. Actually, I want to be cool with him. And then people <laughs> yeah. are why is it cool with him? What the fuck? But I'm better. So I'm like, that doesn't matter. Better how? Because you can do a hand hop. Because you can, you work harder on the dance floor. I'm like, how's about you work harder with your mentality? <laughs> you know, the same amount of work with your mentality than you do with your fucking moves and your ego. Then you're going to see a little bit different way that life treats you. Yeah, you know, very true. What up, my friend? Yeah. Thank you yeah. for the conversation. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. It was, uh, yeah, a lot of touched on a lot of good stuff, and I hope yeah. everyone who's watching, listening, you know, hope you got something out of that. Um, yeah, you can check out Frost. How? What's What's the best way for people to, you know? Um, look up you if they want to yeah look up full step saga if you look up full step saga saga s-a-g-s-a-g-a like the story saga Mm -hmm. full step saga the website um you know look up frost low on the internet you'll find me remy ronan you'll find me there too um just hit me up and uh if people are watching this and they've got something good out of it or they make them think about something you know that's good. If it's something you disagree with, but it's making you think, man, it's probably good too as well. Yeah. Um, but really, one love, really, one love to mm-hmm. everybody. Much respect to everyone yeah. if you're doing this dance and you love it in some way. And I got love for you for real. All right? Beautiful message. All right. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Easy, yo. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. 
This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash razzyf 2 razzyf 2 Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace.